Hello everyone, welcome to the For a Better America podcast And uh, as outlined in the very first episode we I talked about how, you know, this is kind of a podcast to help us bridge You know, our process and our history as Americans um, Looking at history to get us from where we are And looking at how we, I feel like we're on a bridge and um, on the outside of the bridge is how we become a better nation, and that's in our um, social structures, that's in our institutions, that's in our um, criminal and um, you know our justice system, that's in our economic systems, that's in our social um, structures. I'm saying the same thing again, um, but um, but also looking at how we got to where we have the systems we have today. And the benefits and also the um, downsides and just trying to engage in how, you know, it's two part. Understanding where we are, how we got to where we are. The second part, understanding or bringing new ideas or the ideas that are already out there but cannot be embraced because, um, again, change is hard. But also laying out some of the consequences and give and take of not moving into a better um, society, but today um, I'm really burdened by something, and I wanted to speak on it um, a little bit. Um, we're in the month of April, 2020, and um, year 2020, and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, um, COVID-19. Um, no, it is not a hoax. No, it is not um, fake. Um, Believe it or not, there have been people that have gone to protest. Um, governors of certain states, um, for instance, I live in the southern states, but um, in Michigan, um, they have been protest, and some of the signs on the protest have said COVID-19, coronavirus is a hoax, and um, people don't are not taking this seriously, and it's it's a it's crazy that our society have gone to the point where because someone is on the other side because the governor is a democrat and um, someone is a republican they are willing to protest what is 100% a virus a disease a sickness and has killed literally thousands of people but because the right wing media and right wing talking points that have vested interest in making the opposing party's governor look bad. They're willing to play on the minds of people to encourage them to push them out to protest. And it's one thing when a media outlet or certain personalities push an agenda and it confuses people and it makes them act in an unacceptable manner in a very costly manner. However, it's another thing when the president of the United States is the one pushing and encouraging such a narrative, and that is disgusting. Um, I haven't sitting on this podcast and this idea of talking about how we get towards a better America, how we can form a bridge, and you know, making that bridge, and having a conversation of how even the bridge and that being America was created, and how we can use that bridge to get to the next part of our nation's history, and for that to be a better nation. So I promised myself not to get too caught 
in the political aspect of things and the day-to-day operations. In fact, I try to stay away from that as the vision for this. However, I am I'm puzzled and I am a little bit, I would say, um, annoyed and slightly frustrated as someone who cares about his nation and the people in it that we have the president through Twitter, through auto, um, media outlet, through his own press conferences and his own speech, encourage people to go out there and protest, encourage people to go out there and speak out and act against the governor of several states because in those states, the governor are of the opposing party. I have not seen this in my lifetime. I have not seen this in recent American history. Um, the previous president was President Barack Obama. He did have opposing people, but when we were hit with the H1N1 um, virus, he in no way exhibited such characteristics. I mean, I just haven't seen that. And part of what I was struggling with when I choose to go on this journey of talking about how we could get to a better America was the lack of leadership in government. And I don't feel like America does not have leaders. I think America, in fact, have some of the best leaders in its corporate settings, in its governance, in its infrastructure, in its education system. However, I believe that those people, those voices tend to get crowded out by people with special interests. Those voices tend to get crowded out by um, biased media on both sides of the spectrum. Those voices tend to get crowded out by other objectives that seem to highlight more of the negative or more of a narrative that benefits one side or the other. So therefore, those voices don't get the platform that they need to speak on. So I do believe America, in fact, have good leaders. However, I just don't think we have them present enough. Or, in fact, they are quiet. Um, There is no reason why the United States Senate, who, which is a branch of the government that is completely independent of the president. In fact, the Senate can override a veto. In fact, the Senate can toss the president out. In fact, when the Senate is elected, he's elected to represent the people. And he can represent the people of his state and the United States. Um, he does not need to suck, succumb to the will of the president. And there's no reason why the Senate as a, as a whole cannot come together and say that the narrative of the president is dangerous. It's destructive. And in, in fact, can cost people's lives. And um, there's no reason why the House of Rep cannot do that too cohesively, regardless of their political affiliation. And I think that's where leadership is lacking. No one is willing to step away from the party and make decision. Um, recently, we had a, a senator, oh no, um, a House member, um, Justin Amash. He was um, definitely frustrated with the leadership structure within his party, and he was frustrated enough to quit his party and become an independent as opposed to being a Republican and I respected that. I'm not saying that I, I agree with everything he does or why he does what he does, but I, I respected that he, he saw some problems in leadership and he was willing to step away and take a chance as a Republican, but something he did that I admired was before he did switch party, he had a town hall meeting and he went to his representatives and he explained why he needed to switch party. He explained why he was making this decision. 
and he faced a lot of backlash from it, especially from people within his own party and people across all the states and people in the right wing media and in even in the leftist media. And um, was he was doing something that was costly and I'm not sure if it's going to cost him his office. But I think he took a stand and he stood for something. And I respect that a lot. Um, we don't have a lot of leaders right now in the White House that are willing to just stand for something. And say we're not going to succumb to the president and we're not going to, you know, kiss us behind. We are bigger than that. We're senators. We have our own power. We have our own will. We can walk with the president. We should walk with the president for the betterment of this nation. But there are some behaviors we just cannot tolerate. And the president tweeted and encouraging people to protest the opposing parties, governors, and protest their decision-making, knowing fully well that that could put us people's lives in danger, knowing fully well that what it does is creates a system of chaos, a system of disagreement within its state, within those states. Whereas the president is someone that I believe should have the leadership regardless of party affiliations, especially in times of crisis, to keep the nation together. I don't believe this narrative would have been tolerated under the previous presidents or even under any president. And that's where leadership is lacking. People in his own party are not willing to call him out for this. Um, I really think it's disgusting that President of the United States, for the sake of his political campaign in the election year, saying things that literally would endanger people's lives just to make the opposing party look bad. And this is not just saying that the governor is dangerous, but he's saying go out and protest, go out and He's saying, liberate the states, liberate yourself. And he understands what that narrative does. And he's doing this to spite the governors of the opposing party intentionally. And this is year 2020, and we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And this is just not a time for that. And I wish, I hope that there is leadership on both sides that not only will speak against this behavior, but would stand up and actually support um, the governor of Michigan. No, it would be great if a Republican senator, which I, we don't think it's going to happen, of power of respect, maybe even Mitch, I don't know, could say, hey, Governor of Michigan, um, you're doing your best. We understand you're doing your best. Um, let us know how we can help. Let us know where the people are consigned. And let's make sure the people of Michigan are safe. Imagine if a senator from Kentucky, a full lifelong Republican, speaks positively about a young governor of Michigan. That's how we get to a better America. Not with separating one another, not with a divide. That's actually how you destroy a nation. And we've worked so hard, we've come too far to go down this road of division and destructiveness. If there are leaders out there with a voice, with a power, please speak up. This behavior is unacceptable. We need our leaders to be leaders. But at the very least, to act like they are leaders.